I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and some other stuff. Like going to the barber? Yes, going to the barber. For the first time in a pandemic. <laughs> yes. Right before this pandemic started, the woman who used to cut my hair stopped working due to the chemicals in the place where she was working affecting her lungs. And uh, the next haircut I got was across the street from my sister's house at her neighbor who cuts hair. Has a yes. little salon thing there. So, And the next time I got my hair cut off, you did it for me. I and, did. Yes. And again, and again. I've and probably given you three or four haircuts over the course of this pandemic now. Probably at least four. Okay. Yeah. Which is funny because you never wanted me to touch your hair before. And then like, eventually you were just like, ah, uh, fuck it. What hair? <laughs> you know? So I, I don't have as much hair as I used to have. That is true. But your hair is curlier. And I'm used to working with straight hair. Like when I cut number one's and number two's hairs, they they have straighter hair. Number three has wavy-ish hair. Mm -hmm. I'm not used to your tight, curly, almost coily hair. It's a bit springy. It is. Mm -hmm. And more so since you've been on tea. Oh, yeah. It got very springy. It, it's a lot like my dad's hair was. Okay. So I had been thinking about going to the barber, and every time I think of it, I think pandemic, and I think, no, I'll just have Jess cut it off. <laughs> and uh, most of the time, you did give me some sort of trim. Notice, friends, that he's not saying, give you a haircut. He's saying, get, cut the hairs off. <laughs> yes. Because what I do is not a haircut. Well, and you, you said that too, so, you know, we both know it. Yes. I'm a willing participant. Okay. Yes. Um, especially the first one, because it, it just kind of grew like a lot of people's hair. And then there were a lot of do-it-yourself bad situations <laughs> that were um, entertaining for most. Okay, yes. But anyhow. Yeah, so I've thought about it. And so I would look and see what barbers are around and who's operating and under what situation are they operating? Yeah. What's their approach? And I had read about this old guy down really close to my work. Okay. Who seemed like quite a character. The the reviews on him were hard to find. Okay. When, when I found the shop and when I did find some, they were things like, you know, some folks from town went in there and, and got chased out. Like he chased them out of there and then they went somewhere else and the place they went to said, oh yeah, we've heard about that grumpy old barber. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I thought, I'd like to check this out. This sounds interesting. Okay. But then it's me. So I might like to... You you are not a very decisive individual. You'll It'll take you forever to eventually decide to actually go and check it out. Yes, and, and more so because pandemic. Yes. It just seemed unnecessary. Having a, a decent haircut, it hasn't been a necessary item. No, but you did have an important event coming up that you felt it was important to make a good impression at. I needed to look a little better than having just my hair cut off. <laughs> I needed to be cleaned up. And like you said, it's springy, especially on the sides. It's very springy. And that needed a barber. And I was nervous because I hadn't been to a barber in a long time. And, and the one I used to take the boy to, I didn't want to go there for a couple of reasons. One was his MAGA hat. 
that was in his shop. He didn't wear it, but somebody probably gave it to him. And the other one was that he would whitewall you around the ears there. So you had quite a space, you know. Yikes. And um, I didn't want that. But but this the, the the red hat problem was definitely a big deal to me. Yeah. And I didn't want to go there for that. So so I went to this guy and I was a little nervous about it because I hadn't been anywhere. And I think also because as a trans guy, I don't know the dude world, like the dudes who lived in it, you know, had access like full-time access to that. And so I always am, am trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. And I know that happens with a lot of trans folks trying to figure out what's going on with the cis people. Yeah. Yeah. So I had read that he only likes appointments and I thought that's good. So I called him and, and uh, made an appointment. And when I called, uh, he's he's from like the Bronx or Jersey or somewhere, you know. He has one of those mid-Atlantic accents. He, he does. So we'll just call him Joe. And he's probably like uh, Joey to his family or something, you mm-hmm. know, even though he's old. But, uh, you know, Grandpa Joey or something. Who knows? Yep. Anyhow, so Joe is like, okay, I don't got nothing tomorrow, but how about Saturday at 10? I said, okay, good. So he said, okay, okay what, what kind of haircut do you have? And I said, it's my hair is really short, Joe. And he said, like a butch? And I was like... <laughs> That was hilarious to me too, right? And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, like a butch." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." And that that was that, right? Right. So, um, I quick looked it up just to make sure I knew what I was talking about. I mean, I just said yeah because it was just funny to me. <laughs> and I didn't think it mattered once I got there. He asked me what I wanted anyway. Right. But he wanted the idea since I'd never been there and he right. probably mostly sees people that he's seen there. For the last, I don't know how long. Right. So I got in there, the little old barber shop. Sure enough, he's got Fox News on. Mm. And I'm like, oh, geez. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I, you know, here I am. So uh, we'll just, you know, I kind of have this adventure. That. Yeah, that that was going to happen if he was one of those nativist kind of guys who was going to chase out the, the out-of-towners. I kind of could have told you that that was probably going to happen, that he was probably one of those yeah, kind of guys. But I, then the, was, the East Coast accent probably was a throw, throws that I, off. I figured he was because he was an old barber and he lives here. Okay. That's yeah, all. Yeah, well. In the, in the reviews, the out-of-towners were a woman and her boyfriend. Okay. And if she went in there first or she opened the door or whatever, I can see him, <laughs> you know, like this cartoon character or something, you know. Yep. What are you doing here? Get out. Yep. <laughs> you know. All right. So anyhow, I sit in the barber chair. He turns me towards the mirror and the TV's over there. Because there's a mirror on the other side. You know, you're in a barber shop. There's one on one side and the other. But mm-hmm. anyhow. And uh, I get a haircut, right? So he's cutting my hair and he's talking a little bit. And then he goes on about, uh, you know, they're in the TV. You know, it's Fox News. So they're doing their thing. And he, he goes off about those Democrats and how they should go get a job. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I got a job, Joe. <laughs> okay. But I just want to, you know, be, being the person I am and, and the job I do, I, I tend to listen first and get kind of get my ground, mm-hmm. you know, get get my view of what a, what kind of situation I'm in. Right. And plus, he's in the middle of cutting my hair, so I don't have no argument with him. So <laughs> right? right? I already had my hair cut off. Probably a bad idea. <laughs> 
And, you know, yeah, it, there wasn't much hair to work with. And I needed to make it look like I was attending to my a personal appearance in the in the situation I was going to be in. So I didn't say anything, but, uh, he, you know, he just did a lot of old guy talking. So when he was done cutting my hair and he's going to clean things up in the back, he's going to shave all the hair from my neck down to my back in case I need that off of there. Mm-hmm. And so he saw my tattoo on my back. Mm-hmm. And he says, what do you got there? Is that a baby? And uh-huh. I said, yeah, that's my son. And so he goes, you want to see, you want to see a tattoo? And I was like, I'm <laughs> sure I don't have a choice, but sure. <laughs> and he shows me on his arm, he's got this tattoo that I could kind of see what it was. It's um, like a uh, 1950s style, not the devil, but to ward off the devil, like Joe's like an old Italian guy okay. from the Bronx or yeah. Jersey or wherever. And uh, and it's really thick outline, but it's also very faded. Mm-hmm. He says, you know what that is? And, you know, he's going to tell me. So so I asked him, I said, when, when did you get that? Mm-hmm. And he said, 1954 in Japan. That's great. Wow. That's an old tattoo. He's right. got there, right? So, yeah. So he's been cutting hair a long time. Yeah. 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 And, you know, when I got there also, like, I was like, okay, I, it seems like I need to take my mask off for you to get the haircut done. Mm-hmm. And he's, that's, he says, that's fine. I had a negative test yesterday. And I could tell. What is it what you could tell when somebody's lying? Mm-hmm. I knew he was lying. Mm-hmm. But he had to say the thing because that's what you say. Yeah. It makes it sound like it's okay. And you've had both of your vaccinations. Yeah, so. I told him. I said, it's okay. I'm vaccinated for work. But... I said, you you know, I can't get a decent haircut with my mask on because I hardly have any hair and you're going to have to yeah. fix this. So. Yes. so he saw my mustache. And so after he cut my hair and he's getting me cleaned up, he says uh, he cut Salvador Dali's hair once in New York. You I don't know if this is again? a barber story or <laughs> yeah. what, but if he was cutting hair. Is that like hair, the barber version of a fish tail? <laughs> it might be. But here's the thing. he He's from there, somewhere over there. And, okay. And he was cutting hair in the 50s, so... Yeah. You know? It's possible. I think he's probably the type of guy that left home when he was pretty young and went and figured out how to work and got a job by by the time he was 16, saying he was 18 or 20. Right. You know? People did that, and they could. Oh, yeah. But uh, he says, yeah. So he tells me the, the barber uh, fish story and says uh, he, he cut Salvador Dali's hair once. He was kind of excited about it, so it seemed mm-hmm. like maybe he did. Yeah. Who knows? And... um but you got to look interested in the fish story, so, you know. <laughs> and he says, so I'm cutting his hair, and this guy, this guy, in a, you know, another customer says, come here. And and so he goes over to see what the guy wants, and he says, you want to make $1,000? And and Joe says, sure. And he says, cut off one side. And jo- Joe's like, are you fucking nuts? <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> you know? That's, like he's that's a hilarious. Eth- He's an ethical barber. You don't do that kind of shit to people. Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, I got to, you know, make a living here and I'm going to end up in jail. What do you, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Right. Right. <laughs> probably oh was, he probably didn't have enough clout to tell him to get out. But anyhow, yeah, that was his story. That's funny. So it was kind of funny. That That is totally a barber fishtail. Yeah. Right. But you know, whatever. He. That's totally great, You might have though. saw him somewhere when he was over there, when, yeah. he, when you know, back then. I mean, the guy was over there, so. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I saw him walking down the street once. It's not the same as somebody told me cut off his mustache, but yeah, it seemed like a, 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 sto- a good story. Yes. So. Speaking of good stories, what was the occasion you were needing a haircut for? The occasion. 
was a worthless job interview. Explain worthless. Uh, Why do I bother is always my question. And, you know, it's because of where I work and and I'm sure, I, I've thought about it since then. I'm sure that, you know, I, I didn't sell myself a good enough. I'm not a used car salesman, so. You're also not a used car needing to be sold. No, <laughs> I am not. You you have skills yeah. and, and I, abilities that should sell themselves. They should, but you have to talk. And there's other questionable parts of the situation that make People wonder. A lot of times in big organizations, whether they're government or corporate or anywhere else, you often have supervisors who, when a position opens under them, they kind of already have their eye on someone. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is often the consensus where I work. But, you know, the position opened up where I would get a raise. And for a long time, I knew it was coming for a long time. And then then we thought maybe it wasn't because, you know, pandemic budget cuts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, at first I wasn't sure how I was going to convince myself to sell myself to them. And then... Because after nearly two decades of good effort and taking over your supervisor's duties on the regular, you haven't sold yourself to them well enough yet. You still have to have the sales meeting, aka well, interview. It's a government job. So officially you have to have that. Yeah. And, and we also know that most interview setups and management tests and all that kind of stuff are geared for cis, you know, white guys. So there's that issue as well, which I can definitely see. But but I tried to gear myself up for that. And I had gotten in this headspace of, I can do this and I think I'd like doing it. You know, I don't have a lot of time left there. And I'm not the greatest uh, talker. I'm the listener. So I did a lot of work to get myself ready. You did. It was kind of wild. Like you made it your full-time job to get ready for this interview. Like it was becoming like a regular hobby the way that some people would spend like five, 10 hours a week on other hobbies. Like I would spend five hours a week on video games. You were spending five, 10 hours a week on interview prep Yeah, for it, a couple weeks. Yeah. Towards the end, it was a lot more. Yeah. And, um, and I worked hard at it. Mm-hmm. And the good news is I felt really good about it. In retrospect, I can see how, you know, the situation panned out the way it did because I didn't see the person who got the job being a serious contender because he's not been before. He's been at the bottom of the pile because a lot of, uh, because of reasons. Yes. Possibly if I had thought about that some more, I might have tried to up my salesman talk a bit. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I just prepared myself for the the questions they ask you, which are, you know, who are you? Why are you here? That type of stuff. And I got some good advice from my former intern who said, because she's my age and I wouldn't think of this either, is to when she was interviewing for intern positions that they told her, go look at YouTube and see how, see a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. So I did that and it was very helpful because my research gave me a good reminder that yes, I know all this stuff, but I need to put it in my short-term memory. And so I wrote out everything. You had pages and pages of paragraphs and paragraphs. Yeah, I basically took my resume and then wrote out my whole job history so it would jog my memory. So I would have stories because you need those to get people's attention. And I talked to myself a lot. You were up here mumbling a lot to practice. Yes. And I offered to be your audience for practice, but you never took me up on it. 
No, I didn't. And I didn't have any regrets about that. I didn't have any problem when I was doing the talking. Good. Also notable to me, at least, I've had this cough for a few weeks now. It's allergies. I know that. I did not have a cough during that whole time. Nice. You know. um, The the whole time you were in your interview? Yeah. 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 It was only 45 minutes, but um, I didn't. I was surprised. And so. So you had that. I did have that. I got a compliment on my tie. Oh, that's great. It's my seventh doctor tie. It is. And it's also my mother's god it was my mother's godfather's. That's kind of great. Yeah. He was an old Italian guy too, so. <laughs> well, now you're an old Italian guy too, so. I am. <laughs> I am. But I'm also, you know, some other things that mix together and make me an American, so. There you go. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's a strong influence because I'm on one side of my family, it was all 100% Italian and on the other side it was very mixed and already very American, so. Yeah, but either way, you got compliments on your tie and still didn't get the job. I did. I, I thought I had it. I thought I did good. And um, it's it stung, that's for sure. But I can see that over time when I've had failures like these that they've they've panned out better. It made me realize that, okay, that's not the thing to focus on right now. The thing to focus on is getting ready to retire, even though it's not quite two years away. There's a mindset when you've been doing something for 30 years or whatever, you know, of how your life is going to be different. And I felt pretty ready to make some of those changes that which I'd have to do to take a job as a supervisor. So I, I feel like I'm ready to do that instead. Do that? What that? Oh, what I was just saying, get ready for retirement. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I was confused for a minute. I do that to you. What? (laughs) (laughs) Although speaking of things that didn't pan out exactly the way that they planned, as you were discussing this over dinner the other night, we were talking about, you know, at dinner time, we often say, you know, what was good about your day or what was good about your week or what was good about your weekend? And uh, number zero child was telling us about their weekend. Yes, and they seemed pretty even-keeled about their delivery. And they had spent most of the weekend with their new sweetheart, who isn't actually all that new, new to us, but they've been talking to them for some months now. Yeah, several months. This person comes to town, they live out of town, Mm -hmm. but they come to town to spend time with our child number zero. Yes. On the weekends. Not every weekend, but... Many weekends. Many weekends, yes. And number zero was telling us about this. You know, when we ask, we go around the table, number two, number three, number zero, what what was good about your day or your week or your weekend? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is just questions that we ask to make conversation. And they're telling us about their weekend with their partner. And and you complimented them on picking a they, like themselves. Yes, because number zero is a they. And they're explaining that their sweetheart did this and they did that and they did this other thing. And, and I said, oh, good, you picked a they. Because the last couple yes. she's that they picked were not quite on board with them being a they. They weren't on board at all, and they just would ignore it. And you and I knew that wasn't going to go well. But anyhow, they did pick someone else. They they have often picked more femme partners, but this one is much more mask and is... To you, it's funny to you, they look more femme, but I've always seen that child with a lot of butch partners. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I was just thinking of the last few, like... Yeah, the last few. The the ones that I have interacted have all... Well, they were all people from work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were all very lesbian. Yeah. 
For sure. But this one, the new one who we haven't met yet. Well, actually, you know, some of those lesbians were straight ladies, supposedly. Well, that's the other thing that being a they, you know, like they have that masculine energy. So women who are attracted to masculine people find our child number zero to be the perfect experiment. Yeah. Which I feel bad for, but I think we've all been the object of a straight person's attraction. Okay. (laughs) He's just nodding his head like, yes, and. (laughs) So it was interesting. So I pointed it out that, you know, well, good on you for picking somebody who you're referring to as they, because they will understand when you are a they and it won't become an issue. Mm -hmm. And number zero said, well, actually... My partner has decided to transition, then proceeded to change to the pronoun he for their partner. To continue discussing the situation. Yes. And I said, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, like, is, how do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, they know that you have a trans dad and that you're open and welcoming to all sorts of people. Right. And what I didn't say, but I was thinking was, well, you sound like you're good now, but you've always only been attracted to women folks. So once their body starts changing, we'll see how that continues to to go. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand you are often skeptical about the outcome of things. I am, because I've seen a lot of people with really good intentions lack self-awareness or accurate ability for self-assessment. Mm-hmm. I No, I understand, but I felt kind of excited. Good. Because I thought, oh, I, I might have a, a trans son-in-law. That would be fun. To me, I mean, the idea <laughs> yes. is like somebody I could relate to, you know? That's totally great, so, yes. Um, I was kind of excited about that. And, you know, it's early in their relationship and and uh, so forth. But but we'll see. We will see. And you that's never a know. thing that like we've seen other people who are with trans partners and do stick it out and do open up their understanding of their own attractions mm-hmm. to be able to continue with a partner who they really care about. And that seems to be what number zero is going to make the effort to do. Mm -hmm. And in discussing this with us said, we're just going to look like a couple of gay boys. Yes, they did say that. Which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I think that is a funny perception. Because they had some other gay guy attracted to them at work some Some years years ago, ago, yeah. yeah. Yeah, who it, they told us a funny story about that, you know, about the guy being like, you're confusing me. <laughs> yeah. So, and that they found it funny. So. So things don't always come out the way that they're planned, but hopefully they always come out for the best. They sure don't. But in the long. Don't come out for the best or don't come out the way they're planned? The way they're planned. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. There's a quote that I hear come up ever so often that says something along the lines of, everything always turns out all right in the end. If it's not all right yet, it's not the end yet. That sounds like a bunch of words that you'd enjoy. (laughs) I love you. Thank you. So everything seems to be working out okay for now. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else gendery about any of that? Anything else worth mentioning now about any of that? I think that's the most gendery stuff we've had in a while. So I think that's it. Very good.
We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Orientation, some other stuff. You no. don't sound convinced. No. Are you sure there's other stuff? There's almost only other stuff, it seems. Like going to the barber? Yes. One was his um, mag magma hat. How do you say it? What is it? It's a Make America Great Again. MAGA. MAGA hat. Ugh. Okay, I'll say okay. it again. To make it look like uh, I was attending to my, uh, I don't know. Personal appearance? Yeah, that. It reminded me, yeah, but, excuse me. It reminded me that, bleh. <laughs> Let me get some chapstick. <laughs> well, now you're an old, that, 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 that. It's contagious. They have decided to transition. Not our child yet. Oops, did I say it that way? <laughs> I, You know, I don't know that, and I don't want to make them upset, you know. No, just no. Just because I perceive so, that. Yeah, so. go ahead and start again. But anyhow. I heard some, you'll have to cut it because uh, you'll, you'll find it ridiculous, but I heard, I read some thing the other day when I was tapping, I will find it tonight, that was a quote that I really liked and uh, could relate to that was one of those life type quotes of things okay. turning out, however, and our ability to deal with that. But it was words and I've forgotten them, so <laughs> oh my God. I'll get I back to you, you about that. <laughs> That's Maybe you could put it in notes or something. I I will do my best to remember that. I can look for it right now, too. Okay. But it'll take me a minute. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>